Hey everybody, welcome back. It's MacBook Pro. We're going to call this season two, episode one, because it has been so long since I put out the last episode. My last episode was sometime in July when my buddy Justin was visiting me, who was my college roommate. And it was an amazing time to have him out here. It was super eye opening, a ton of fun, and a very busy time with my business and trying to get everything off the ground. So I'm just going to quickly cover everything that has happened since July, and then I'll get some sort of theme going for this episode. So in July, my buddy left. I got the visa to start my own business in Berlin. If you've never heard of me, you've never heard this podcast before. My name is Macklin Buckler. I'm from New York. I moved to Berlin in April 2020. I worked for Google in New York. Then I worked for two startups in Berlin. And finally, I'm now the founder of my own company here in Germany. So got the visa set up. That was super stressful for me. It was really weighing on me for a long time. Um, the visa appointment started off really badly. I showed up three minutes late. The administrator at this, you know, um, immigration office was an asshole. Uh, he opened up the, uh, he opened up a book, like a German law book, because I couldn't answer one of his questions in German. And he made me read the first line of the book of the first page of the book, which says the national language of Germany is German. And he goes, what does this say? And I look at him like, I just read the sentence in my head. And I was like, yeah. He's like, no, no, what does it say? And I go to say, and he's like, yeah, the national language of Germany is German. And then he just pretty much berated me for like the next 25 minutes. It was a super stressful meeting. I actually texted my girlfriend who was so generous. She took an Uber there. She's German. She took an Uber there to try to help me in the meeting, but they have security in the front of the building that prevent people from going in unless they have appointments. But she explained the situation to one of the security guards and they were going to let her go in. And I asked the administrator if it would be possible for her to join me. And he looks at the clock and goes, you only have 16 minutes left. So no, let's see if we can get through this. And just to give a little bit of context of like what the stakes were, I was running out of money. I didn't have a job anymore. I wasn't getting unemployment yet. And it takes, like, it, you can't get an appointment at this office, like, for two or three months lead time. So the next appointment that I would have gotten would have most likely been around this time of the year. And by now, I would have been completely out of money. I would probably be selling drugs in one of the parks. That would probably be, like, the most glamorous thing that I could have done for the money. I don't even want to let my mind roam and imagine what else I could have done for cashier. But yeah, it was a super stressful time. And by the way, obviously I'm just joking. I've actually proudly never sold drugs before. I don't know if I should be proud, actually. Like I'm proud that I didn't do it, 
but nobody trusted me to sell drugs. Like none of the drug dealers that I knew ever said to me like, hey man, you'd be great at this. It's kind of fucked up. Nobody actually told me I was good at sales until I was in college, um, about to graduate. So I guess the timing was good. But if I had known that I had sales skills when I was still in like, you know, when I was still 18 or 19 years old, I probably would have been like the best pot dealer ever. Alrighty. So I get the visa. And then a couple month, uh, a couple of weeks later, my mom came out to visit and she was out here last year. But the difference this time was that I didn't actually have the time off from work because I'm self-employed. So I needed to actually focus on building my business. I couldn't just take two weeks off of work. So we, um, and I really tried, but I just didn't feel like I was as present as I wanted to be, which stressed me out a lot. Uh, we went out to some restaurants. I introduced her to my girlfriend and my girlfriend's daughter, my soon to be stepdaughter. And, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, at my girlfriend's house, you know, like to sleep so that my mom could have my bedroom. And, you know, overall, it was a lovely time that she was out here, but it made me realize how difficult it is when you own a company to prioritize your family and your friends and all of those other things. And, you know, now that my company has been running, I'm super, super grateful, by the way. I've had so many people help me. And also, I'm now profitable, like completely, I'm bootstrapped, but I'm completely profitable. And uh, hopefully this month, I will get closer to 10,000 a month with my company. And I just hope to, you know, continue to build that number higher and higher and higher until I get to a place where I can start hiring people who will help me build Hirochi to where I see it. And um, yeah, that's kind of the journey that I'm on right now. Um, so yeah, I got my visa, my mom came out to visit, and then September was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, I don't really want to go into it on a, on a podcast. Maybe sometime in the future I will. But there was just like a lot of ups and downs uh, towards the end of September and the beginning of October. And I, you know, I made it through everything. So, you know, I'm super grateful for that. And now it's almost my favorite hol holiday every single year, which is Halloween. <clears throat> and yeah, I, I have my place with some ho Halloween decorations that my mom bought me when she was out here. I probably will never take them down. Honestly, I don't see the, the purpose in living my life without Halloween decorations up. Um, but yeah, super, uh, I'm enjoying it too. Like I'm enjoying it a lot being in Berlin for Halloween this year and just knowing that I can sit in my flat and watch Halloween movies and, you know, have my dog next to me and I'm going to go trick or treating with my soon to be stepdaughter on the 31st, which I'm excited about. I was asked and I'm proud of this. I was asked to be I guess there's like a cartoon character. I don't I don't want to butcher it. I have no idea. I'm just basing this off of what I think. I think the the cartoon character is named Vampirina, Vampirina, and she has like a mom and a dad, and my stepdaughter asked me to be the dad uh for Halloween. So, I'm pumped. I'm going to wear brown pants and a green cardigan 
and black framed glasses and my little vampire fangs. So I thought that that was just like a little cute highlight to add to my life. Um, but overall, I feel like my cup is full. I'm very happy with the way that my life is going. Uh, for the first time in my life, I feel like I have full control over everything, which is super beautiful for me. And it also just makes me realize like how fortunate I am because I have so many friends that are still full-time employees and are still kind of going through the grind every day, wishing that things were a little bit different. I guess that's the way that it is when you're an employee. It's so easy to daydream and and want a better life. And I think after a certain point, you know, if you don't go the self-employed route, I think you actually do get stuck in this cycle thinking that that's all life can be, but it doesn't have to be. And and I don't want to become one of those people that's like, you know, uh, doing hustle porn and talking about entrepreneurship at every moment that they get. But if you're listening to this and you really do hate your job and you do wish that things were a little bit different, I just wanted to let you know that I'm on the other side of it now. And I can tell you, I've been, I was employed for six years. I was only happy, I would say, for a total of two years out of those six years. And now I'm doing my own thing. I have everything that I could ask for. I'm making way more money than I was before, like literally three times the amount of money that I was making before. And I'm only at the beginning of doing this. And yeah, it's more flexibility, more freedom. Sure, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I guess there would be as much uncertainty if I moved to another country right now and started working for another company, you know, or if I, or if I, you know, did something completely different, like switch career paths. So I guess, you know, for me, the most important thing is that I'm just figuring out what works for me, what I want my business to mean, and how I'm going to make something like that's actually sustainable so that I can use that money as a way to put me in a position later on in life to, I don't know, buy a house or or retire early or, you know, pay off all of my debt and fake my death and move to uh I guess I I actually I wouldn't pay off my debt. I would fake my death and then I would move somewhere. But unfortunately, the way that American student loans work, I don't think it's a viable strategy to fake my death. And I don't think it's a viable strategy to fake my death and, uh, and you know, avoid all my student loan payments. I'm pretty sure student loans are the only thing where I actually can't get out of them, even if I am dead. I think that they would just track me down. I think that they would actually dig up my body and find out that I wasn't actually dead and then double the amount that I owe. Thanks, Biden. Thanks for reducing my student loan debt, brother. But anyway, that's it. Um, yeah, lots of changes. I guess that's just, you know, what it's like to get to get a little bit older. And one of my buddies told me the other day, he was uh, telling me about how he feels that his life has changed since he was since he turned 30 years old and I'm about to turn 30, which is crazy to me. And he feels like it's actually, it has changed everything for him. Whereas other people I've talked to have said, no, I don't think that turning 30 does anything. I think I was already in this mindset 
sometime later in my 20s. I don't know. For me, there's been a lot, you know, becoming self-employed, having a soon-to-be stepdaughter, probably getting engaged and married at some point in the near future. And that just is changes in general. And I knew people that got married when they were like 21 or 22 or even like 18. That's just a different life. And I'm very glad that I got to take things as slowly as I did because it's given me a lot of perspective. It's also helped me develop certain hobbies that I really love, like running and just exercising in general and doing some creative stuff like writing and also like doing stuff on LinkedIn. And there's a lot of different areas that I've gotten to dip my feet into because I didn't have a child yet. And now that I have a stepdaughter, I'm just starting to realize like your days aren't really your days the way that they are when you're single without kids. Meaning like, you know, when you're single, you can sit on this, on the couch all day with a blanket over your head and watch Netflix and, and eat, you know, shit food and pass out from a food coma and wake up the next day and, and nobody died. But I think like, if you have a kid, it just changes you because you have a schedule that you need to adhere to. And like when I sleep in my girlfriend's house, you know, I always wake up early anyway, but I wake up early and then her daughter wakes up sometime around 6.30. And then there's the the morning hustle of like, you know, her daughter crawls out of bed. She growls at her mom and then her mom makes her breakfast and then she sits at the table and growls a little bit more. And then her mom's like, okay, are you done with food? You got to go take, you know, you got to go um, get ready. You have to go put your clothes on and, you know, brush your teeth and all that kind of stuff. And then once she's ready, for school, we walk her to school and then I walk back with my girlfriend and I sit there and have a little bit more coffee and then I go on with my day. Um, but it's not like when you're single, when you just wake up and you just kind of take things at your own pace. So I have to say, I actually do not mind it at all. Her daughter is great. And I love seeing my girlfriend with her daughter and knowing that she is such a good mom. It puts my mind at ease because for me, like I, I guess I've, I've known for a while that I wanted to have kids. And when, before you want to have kids, you might be looking for different things in a girlfriend. You might just have a a different set of priorities. Like maybe because you're single and you're younger, you just like want a girl that's fun and crazy to, you know, to go out with. And because I was fun and crazy as well. And like, now that I'm almost 30, I'm super blessed that my girlfriend is fun and is as crazy as I am. But I also get to see how good of a mom she is and how much she cares about her daughter. And that just makes me feel excited about having kids with her and knowing that she's going to be shaping the lives of my children in, in such a positive way hopefully negating any of the trauma that I inflict upon them by me being their father. But we'll see. That might be difficult to, uh, that might be a tall order. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to play that one by ear. So, uh, what else has been happening in my world? Um, I guess one thing which I haven't even talked about yet is that I was going to run an ultra sometime in August in Berlin. It was 167 or 168 kilometers 
which is like a hundred miles. It was the entire, uh, almost the entire distance of the Berlin wall, like the original Berlin wall. And it was completely flat. And I thought I wanted to do it because I thought, okay, this is really nice. It's a, it's a race that's close to home. I don't have to pay to travel there. I know the landscape. I don't have to do elevation training. I guess I thought it was just going to be super convenient. And then in July, I just lost interest in it altogether. I think it's because running started to feel like it was actually work. And I already was building my company and I really didn't want to think about it anymore. And I actually kind of missed the elevation training that I had to do for my previous runs in Grand Canaria and Lofoten. And I guess like I just felt unenthused. So I pulled out of the race and I thought I was going to regret it. And honestly, I have not regretted it at all since I decided not to do the race. And it's been nice to be able to focus more on my company and do the things that I know are actually bringing me forward. And I'm probably going to get back into running ultras again next year. I could imagine doing maybe Grand Canaria again in February. But for now, I really am not putting any pressure on myself whatsoever. I'm just kind of enjoying the time that I have and doing the things that I can do that make me feel alive. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, other than that, I don't really know that I have too many other updates. Uh, my dog is still alive. That's really cool. I have, she has survived me. No, she's great. Her name is Noodle. If you haven't heard about her, she is a mini Aussie. I've had her since 2019. No, 20, 2018. I've had her since. Wow. And she's just a very adorable little puppy. She's super sweet. Her birthday is coming up in three months and she will be six in three months. Is that possible? Yeah. The math adds up. So yeah, um, Nudie is still alive, which is great. And I'm really happy with the way that everything has been going for my family. My grandma recently got international calling. She doesn't have a smartphone. So she just calls me on her cell phone and... <laughs> That's been really nice actually to get to catch up with her that way because for a very long time, I've had to rely on my uncle who has a smartphone. He lives with her, but he's not home all the time. So he would have to tell her that I texted and then she would tell him when she wanted to have a call or when she could. And then we would have to arrange a call like super like almost schedule it. And it, it just kind of was a lot for me uh, to feel, to, 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 to feel like I had to, you know, book in my grandmother. So the fact that she got an international calling has saved our friendship. So very, very happy about that. What else, what else, what else is going on? Any other major updates? Uh, not really. I guess like the one last thing that I would say is you know, I, I've been talking a lot about this recently. My, my girlfriend now is someone that I met two years ago because she owned the restaurant next to my office at the time. And 
I would go, I went in there for the first time and I remember I walked out and immediately told everybody in my office about this beautiful woman that was next door and the co-founders knew who she was and they were like, dude, she owns the restaurant. Like she's always there. And I would just get so excited. Like, like knowing that she was there, I would just like always have my eye on like the street because we were on the ground floor and it sounds creepy, but I guess that's just the way that it is. Like when you really find somebody interesting and attractive, it can feel like love at first sight. So we, we, we chatted a few times when I walked in there and then we had a party over the summer and then she came to the party and I talked to her then. And honestly, I didn't even know if she was single. I didn't know anything really about her. And then slowly by slowly, I found out more and more things from her business partner. Like I found out that she has a kid and I found out that she is single. And, you know, it was just crazy to me because I, I really thought that she was in a relationship with the other business owner. And then I started to travel more and work remotely more. And I also moved, which is a big thing. Like I actually had my, my flat was on the same street as my office, like a two minute walk. So I was always going into the office, but once I moved, it was like a 15 or 20 minute commute to work. And I just stopped going into the office. And so I came across her on a dating app and it was just sheer coincidence that I actually met her for the first time, like in person. And so she had gone away to Spain and like she had invited me to a party that they were having for, for the restaurant. And I didn't go to the party because I kind of felt like it was awkward. Like I didn't want everybody. I, I thought it was going to be in the restaurant and the restaurant was pretty small. And I just didn't want everybody to like, look at me and be like, yo, this guy's trying to get with, you know, with her name. I'm not going to mention what her name is yet on the podcast, but I didn't want people to think that. So I guess I got in my head a little bit and I just didn't go. I told her I, I couldn't make it. And then she went on, on holiday for a few weeks and then we planned for something when she came back. And then let's say that we planned for Saturday and on a random Wednesday of that week, after she had gone back, I was walking down the street and I bumped into her when I was with her, when she was with her daughter. And I just said, Oh, Hey, and she gave me a hug. And then I just, you know, kept walking. I was actually on the phone with my grandpa. And then, yeah, we ended up meeting up. We went out for drinks. We had a lot of fun. We chatted, we laughed, and it was just really a great time. So in in like through my lens, I actually think that it was a love at first sight. At least that's how I felt. And now that we're together, I'm just so grateful that I didn't end up with somebody else. Like there were other people that I had met along the way, and nobody really made me feel the way that I feel now. And it just feels right. So yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know what the, the lesson there is. I would say the lesson is if it doesn't feel right, don't force it. And maybe another lesson is things have a very weird way of working out. And sometimes like you'll think that a door is closing, but really it's just going to open up again somewhere down the line. And you just got to keep yourself open in some kind of capacity to recognize when the door is making itself available again. And like, you know, it happens and it happens so indirectly in my case, like I don't even know how I would have prepared for that in any kind of rational way. So I'm just glad I did what I did. 
I didn't force it when it wasn't, you know, when it wasn't there with someone else, you know, I had relationships that started off great. And then they just like burned because I realized that I had been suppressing something since the beginning for so long, you know, like one of my past relationships, I had no chemistry at all with my girlfriend, with one of my ex-girlfriends, but we had become, we had been friends. And so that was like, you know, the basis for our, for our relationship. And I was like, well, I wouldn't want to do anything against her because she's one of my friends, but we just had no chemistry and it was just kind of blatant. Uh, another time I dated a girl that was just not my type at all. And I didn't know how to tell her that. I mean, I didn't tell her that we just, it didn't work out between us, but you know, those sorts of things happen. And I think it's like your responsibility to yourself to stay honest and figure out what it is that you really want. So, you know, it's uh, it's 5.30 p.m. here. The sun is going down. There are no lights on in my flat. It's starting to feel a little bit creepy in here. And it's Halloween time. So I think what I'm going to do is jump off of here, put on a nice pot of coffee. I've already eaten an early dinner at like 4 o'clock because I didn't eat lunch. So I kind of just had a late lunch. And I'm going to, you know, maybe light some candles and possibly watch a Halloween movie with my dog Noodle and just chill. So if you've listened to this episode, it is my first one in four months. Honestly, I almost forgot how to speak, but I'm glad that I didn't. And I just want you to know that I'm very grateful that you took the time to listen to me. I hope that you enjoyed this one. I'm going to try to keep these interesting, keep moving these episodes forward. And I'm very much looking forward to putting out the next episode. Hopefully it will not be four months from now. That is the only thing that I hope for. It will probably be sometime next week. And maybe I'll get into a more regular uh, posting pattern again. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode and you're somebody I know, feel free to send me a text and just say, yo, I listened to your episode, LMAO, WTF is wrong with you. Or you can do the same thing on LinkedIn. You can find me. It's Macklin Buckler, B-U-C-K-L-E-R, or you know, take your pick. I'm sure you can find me on other channels as well. Only fans. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. See ya.